Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Had a Magical Day. It is the third week of April 2022, and here is the latest Disney parks news. In Disney World, the Tron Roller Coaster, which is in Magic Kingdom, and still has no opening date, we saw the uh, beginning of testing this week. It was captured on video by some observant park goers and shared on Twitter. You can find it there. Uh, also, if you want to actually see the Tron coaster in action, you can find video of it from Shanghai Disneyland, where it's been since the park opened and has been a huge hit, and it looks really cool. Also, as I mentioned, there's no opening date. Uh, when they first announced it, Disney just said it would be open during the celebration of the 50th anniversary, but that started in October of last year, 2021, and it's going all through this year, and it's going into 2023. When Disney celebrates an anniversary, they really make the most out of it. So who knows if it'll actually open uh, this year or even next year, but at least they started uh, testing it. So that was at Magic Kingdom. Also at Epcot, the Starbucks at Traveler's Cafe is closed, the entire cafe is closed, because uh, it's making way for a new thing called the Connections Cafe. That's not really notable, except for the fact that it is part of a bigger renovation going on at Epcot. So the current future world, is going to be replaced by three new lands, World Celebration, World Nature, and World Discovery. And they're going to join the World Showcase to form four connected neighborhoods that address important aspects of the world and how we live. So that'll be cool. They're trying to revamp Epcot and make it a little truer to the original intent. Of course, it's never going to be an actual experimental prototype city of tomorrow, but um, this will be a little bit truer to the original vision. Over in Disneyland, I think last time on the show, we announced that they were bringing back Fantasmic. Previously, they announced bringing back a lot of the other nighttime shows starting April 18th, um, except for Fantasmic, that's later, that's in May. They announced this week that they're using a virtual queue system for World of Color. And so you have to use your Disneyland app and get in the virtual queue if you wanna see the World of Color nighttime spectacular. And that's starting April 22nd. That is it for the news. Oh, one more thing too. I think last time I forgot to mention that, you know, uh, a month or two ago, they raised the capacity. You know, they reduced capacity for the pandemic and they raised it, but they also announced they're not gonna raise it any further because they don't want the park to be overcrowded, uh, which is great news. I think that's a good goal for them to have. Although it seems like they've maybe missed the boat a little bit because even with the current restrictions that they have. The, there were lots of reports of overcrowding during uh, spring vacation. And we'll see what happens this week with April vacation coming up. So uh, it's a good idea that they capped it. Maybe the cap should be a little bit lower, but we'll see what happens. All right, that's the news. And that brings us to this week's topic. This week, we'll be talking about how to save money on your next trip to Disney. So a lot of these tips, uh, they'll vary depending on how much you travel. Uh, there'll be tips for people who travel every year to Disney people and people who travel, you know, once every 10 years to Disney. So there'll be something for everybody in there for different levels of, of travel. And keep in mind, you know, you're going to save some money. It's not going to be cheap. It's never cheap to go to Disney. Even if you win a trip, the taxes alone are not cheap. So just keep that in mind. You're going to, these, a lot of these tips are going to save you 10% to 20% on different things. And that adds up when you're going to Disney, especially if you're like a family of four, that's a lot of money. So uh, let's get into it. So the first tip is kind of a general tip, which is sign up for every program. You know, all the airlines have rewards program or frequent flyer programs. 
And, you know, in the old days it used to be good because the miles didn't expire. So even if you didn't travel often, you could eventually earn a free trip. Now they all expire and they all have different levels. Um, so you're probably not gonna earn a free trip if you're not traveling a lot, but you get, it's free to enroll. So get a frequent flyer number for either your favorite airlines or every airline, because you never know in the future when you might travel more, but also once you have that information, once you have that number, you can use it in other programs like credit cards or whatever to earn miles or other ways to earn miles besides flying. So sign up for those programs, decide you know which airlines you want. And as we go through this episode, you're gonna to have to figure out, you know, are you the person who's always gonna go for the lowest dollar airfare? And if so, how does that work with some of these other programs that we're gonna talk about? And, you know, decide what works best for you. You can kind of mix and match between the different pieces that we're gonna talk about. So as I said, do the airline thing, sign up for each of those. Also do the same thing for, for car rentals. Um, I remember when I first started traveling a little bit for business, I had to do Hertz, um, but I decided on my own to do national. and. Those, the cars, they, the credits you get with them last longer, I think, because I know I have one free car rental at National and I haven't rented a car in like three years. So it's nice to know that those kind of last. So if you don't travel a lot, you know, I did a week in LA and rented a car. And from that, I think that's probably why I have the one free day of car rental, which are very expensive these days. So that's nice to have. So sign up for one of those, pick whichever one you like. Um, and then, the next category that we're gonna talk about are rewards cards. So there are lots of different rewards cards. You see the commercials all the time for Capital One and all these other ones. I use American Express. So let's go over some of them. I, I found a website that will we can kind of review some of them, not all of them, but it'll give you the general ideas of what you're looking at in terms of price and benefits for using a card. And let's keep in mind that the whole point of getting one of these rewards card cards is to earn points for travel and it's to earn a benefit, not a cost. So don't go spending money that you wouldn't normally spend just to get rewards points, because that's a waste of money, because most of these cards have high interest rates, 15 to 20%. So you're gonna lose whatever benefit you're gonna get if you're spending money on stuff you wouldn't have spent money on. But by all means, get the card, use it for your groceries and pay it back at the end of the month. Don't get the charges from the interest rates, okay? So a little, fiscal responsibility message is out there and now we can move on. Okay, so I'm showing you a screen from NerdWallet and it's gonna capture some of the different uh, credit cards that they've rated excellent. I personally don't have any of these credit cards so I can't endorse them one way or the other, but I just wanna give you a feel for the range. You can see most of the cards have a fee and they have benefits. So the top one here, Bank of America Travel Rewards Card has $0 annual fee. So obviously that's a key feature for some people uh, particularly if you don't travel a lot, you probably don't want to spend a lot of money on a rewards card. And again, you can see some of these are $95. This Capital One Venture X Rewards card is $395. When I first started looking into travel cards years ago, when I thought I might be traveling a lot for, for business, I did an experiment. I, I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal. And at that time, two of the best were uh, American Express Gold Card and a United Airlines card. So I got those two and I tried them for a year separately. Uh, I eventually went with the American Express Gold Card, but that was 350. So it's similar to this Capital One Venture Card. Uh, you get a lot of benefits, but if you're not traveling a lot, you're not going to use them. So, for example, I now have the Platinum Card. That's 750. It's great if you travel a lot. It gives you a $200 credit for whichever airline you designate as your airline. 
you get, if you use one of their hotels, you get a hundred dollar credit to use at the spa or whatever. You get free breakfast, like $25 credit per person for up to two people. Um, they give you a $15 Uber credit a month, plus another benefit there that adds up to like $200 a month there. You get $240 off of streaming services. They'll pay for your global uh, entry card and for your TSA pre-check card and even the clear screen that they have now at some of the airports. So if you use all those things, it definitely adds up and it's worth it. But if you don't travel all the time, like the last two years, it hasn't been worth it for me, but I'm still stuck. Well, I don't stuck with the car, but I continue to use it because they have great service. So that's a tip for people who travel a lot. You might want to use that one or this Capital One uh, Venture Card. If you travel less often, you should look at some of these other ones here that are zero dollars uh, a month. And you can see what you get. You tend to get like a point and a half cash back or rewards miles. Um, and you can see with the Capital Venture One, you're paying more money, but you're getting two to 10 times rewards miles. So, you know, you can rack up miles faster and that might be worth the 395 if you uh, either put a lot of money on your card. If you happen to have high expenses that you can put on the card and not, not incur extra costs, then it could be worth it to you. Um, but otherwise, these are kind of typical. If you get $0, you're going to get like 1% one to 2% uh, back in points or rewards. Uh, down here, there's a American Express version called the Blue Cash Preferred. So this is kind of a lower end of their travel cards. But pretty good. 1% to 6% back is pretty good. And it's $0 the first year, but that's $95 after. So you can kind of see, you can go looking at these yourself. I'm not endorsing any particular card. Uh, but you have like three levels. You think that's like zero dollars annual fee. You have uh, ninety-five dollars and the three ninety-five dollars, and then like I said, American American Express Platinum is seven hundred fifty dollars. Um, so those are all options. Look around, check them out, and pick one. Pick one, and then start using it to do the stuff you normally do with your other credit cards. Okay, and that's another issue. Like I said, you're gonna have to decide what your strategy is, and you know if you have different cards, which I use this card for this thing and that card for the other thing. So I'll explain that in a minute too, because I mentioned I have the American Express Platinum card. I also have a Disney Rewards card, which is the next thing we're gonna talk about. And they kind of compete with each other. So you gotta be careful like when you have to figure out the maximum time to use one versus using the other card that you're gonna use. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, we're gonna get into kind of Disney-centric things now. Those are general tips that I just gave you. Also, I mentioned like there's never a cheap uh, trip to Disney. Uh, Andrea and I both mentioned in a previous episode when we we're talking about hotels that you know there are options sometimes to do one of these places that are trying to sell you a timeshare they will give you a good deal on hotels. Um, you know I belong to Hilton Honors and so I keep getting emails from them all the time where they're trying to sucker me into uh, a timeshare thing. It's not really a sucker deal, but you have to be strong enough to not get suckered into buying a timeshare. But they'll send me something that's like $150 for three nights in Florida and Orlando. Uh, but you read the fine print and you have to go sit through a presentation. So hey, it's going to take up one of your days, a part of your day, and you have to put up as a sales pitch and not accept it. And just that way you can, you can get a pretty cheap thing, right? There are three things we want to focus on airfare, ticket prices, and um, hotels. All right. Um, so we talked a little bit about airfare through these different frequent flyer programs and the credit cards that you can use to get miles. That's really the only way you can save on the airfare. Otherwise, you just go and do the lowest uh, price online, right? Search out the lowest price. Also, the same thing. Uh, I mentioned cars. I mentioned airfare. There's the same thing for hotels. 
Uh, a lot of the hotels have their own programs. Uh, I'm in Hilton Honors. That also is a free benefit with the American Express, American Express Platinum Card. But you can also do it separately. Um, but you need to get 30 nights to get like gold status. But the American Express card gives you that automatically. So again, we'll look into these different cards and see how they tie together. You can get some deals on the hotels. If you go to also online, some of those places that do the lowest common number, they also have programs like hotels.com. Every 10 nights you book, you get a free night. Uh, it's limited. They limit, the, they cap the money. I forget it, like $150 or something. Uh, but still, that's $150 that you don't have to spend. So, you know, that's what you can do kind of on the hotel side of thing. Tickets for Disney, for the parks. There's really nothing you can do to get a good deal on those, right? Obviously, they're even at Disney, they're cheaper the more nights you get. So if you get a ticket, you get five night, it's cheaper than getting one night, five separate times. The other thing to do now, this is the, almost the third week of April that we're releasing this uh, video. There's Don't get a park hopper. Don't waste your money on a park hopper. Uh, in the old days, it was worth it. Pre-pandemic, it was worth it because you could bounce around to any park at any time. Now you can only park hop after 2 p.m. So don't spend the extra money for a park hopper, especially now because most parks have enough to do that you can spend a whole day at a park. You know, The only reason to get a park hopper is if you want to go to all four parks and you're going to be there for less than four days. That would be the only reason to do it. Otherwise, you can save, your, save a little money by not getting a park hopper. You know, Animal Kingdom now has enough with um, Flight of Passage and Avatar Land. And uh, certainly Hollywood Studios is maybe one of the best parks now with uh, Smokers Run and Rise of Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train. They got a lot of great stuff there. You can spend the whole day there pretty easily. Same thing with uh, Magic Kingdom. Epcot is maybe the weak link, weak link in terms of spending the whole day there. But, you know, if you're going to spend four days in Disney, you might... You need one day where you can kind of take it easy, maybe take a break at lunchtime or whatever. The only other thing you can kind of do on tickets is see if you belong to a group that can get discount tickets. I know one year we went as a family and my niece is a teacher. The teachers had a program where they could get access to discount Disney park tickets. Also, if you buy the hotel and the tickets together, you tend to get better deals. And other groups, like I said, teachers, veterans, they have deals. At my company, they have a special program is always offering us stuff and sometimes I see discounts for Universal or, or Disney. I've never actually used it, but so there are programs out there. See if you qualify for one of them, if you fall into one of those categories. But other than that, there's really not much you can do on the ticket side of things. Now we're going to get into kind of special benefits geared towards Disney. And these are more for the hardcore Disney folks, uh, except for this one. Uh, this one is something anybody can use. It falls into the category we we're just talking about, which was the credit cards. So it's a Disney rewards card uh, by Visa. So we're talking about cards before this one, $0 annual fee. So this is a great one for people who, you know, don't travel that much and they want, you know, to not have to pay an annual fee. Uh, again, watch out 15.99% APR. So you don't want to be racking up charges that you wouldn't normally spend and pay off in the month. Pay it off each month. Don't carry a balance. You get 2% cash back, well not cash back, you get 2% re Disney rewards dollars. If you do gas stations, grocery stores, restaurants, and at most Disney locations. So if you're in the park and you're at a souvenir stop, shop or whatever, and you buy some stuff, you're going to get your 2% back on pretty much everything. But you only get 1% in Disney reward dollars for all other purchases. And that really doesn't stack up with other cards. 
like with other cards, essentially you can spend the money on anything. You should go with a card that gets you the most percent back. So I really don't know why I still have the Disney rewards card. It does have some other perks here, which I will mention here, which could justify it for you. Kind of justifies it for me a little bit. Uh, although sometimes I honestly forget to, to use these benefits, such as it's 10% off select purchases at shopdisney.com. And when I say select purchases, it's most of the stuff, unless they have like limited edition things. Right now, you know, the 50th anniversary is going on. They brought back some old uh, shirts and other things and they have them in limited runs. So you won't get your 10% off on those, but on the general items that they have in the store, you do get the 10% off. So if you do a lot of buying of Disney stuff at shopdisney.com, you know, this is a good option. So with the Disney rewards card, in addition to the, the things I just mentioned, you will sometimes get something in the mail like this, and it'll be a coupon or something similar. So in this case, you know, they have special items for sale, which are available to anybody. They're not just for, for card holders, but they do get, you know, 20% off in this case. They also have special events at the stores that, uh, you know, you get to be first in to the store to, to go buy it. Although I don't think there are any stores left these days. I think most of them have closed. But what you can do when you get your points, uh, you can put them on this little rewards card. So this is a card that you take your points and you can use it just like a credit card when you're at the park or you can use that Disney stores. I love to, you know, I'll accrue maybe like a hundred, I'll use, I'll use my card for groceries and restaurants and I'll accrue maybe a hundred dollars between trips. And so when I go there, I just use that money to buy snacks. Whenever I'm at the park, I like to get popcorn and Coke or a Mickey bar. So that's what I like to spend my rewards points on. It's kind of silly, but it makes me feel good. Even though, like I said, it's probably not the best value in terms of rewards points versus uh, what you're spending on the card compared to other the other cards we looked at that had some had like 6% back. Currently right now they have a special where they are giving you up to 6% back on the, the bigger items I mentioned, like the, the ones you used to get 2% on, like the grocery store and a gas station. But now it's up to six, but it's only a temporary thing. And I've noticed some other cards have done that as well. So I think there's a little competition there. So they've raised their percentage back. And so that's a nice benefit. Okay, so I mentioned other discounts and special offers that you have with the Disney Rewards card and the, the monthly booklet, which I didn't show. I just showed you a special offer. I don't have one of the, the little booklets they send you every month, but it usually has a couple of stories about what's going on in Disney World. And then it may have also a special offer or discount in there. Now with the rewards card, there's not, those are just everyday benefits that you get using your card when you're shopping. Um, but also when you go on your trip to Disney, you can use the card and get benefits at the park. So one of it is you get 10% off select merchandise purchases of $50 or more. So again, like you're gonna go buy some souvenirs, do it all at once, get your 10% off. There's 10% off select dining locations uh, throughout the parks and 15% off select guided tours. Uh, we've mentioned some of the tours on some of our previous episodes. So if you're doing those, 15% is a good chunk of money. Some of these are like 200, $300 a person for these tours and events. So that's a good savings. You also get 10% uh, off select recreation experiences. And you'll see these, these are similar uh, discounts that you'll see on some of the other Disney related things we're gonna talk about. So recreation experiences, usually like renting a bike, uh, there's a mini golf course that you can get 10% off on and some of those other things. And then Disney Springs, you can get 20% off your entire purchase, except for alcohol at Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company and 10% off selected purchase at Ghirardelli, Paddlefish, Planet Hollywood, Terralina, and The Polite Pig. Of course, at Cherry Deli, you can also go in and get one free sample of chocolate too. 
Um, that's you don't need a card for that though. All right, so that's rewards cards. So we've kind of covered all the different rewards cards you can do in terms of credit cards and you getting points and spending it. Um, now for more of the the Disney centric folks who go kind of more on a regular basis. Actually, this one can be for anybody. Uh, this is a, the D23. It's the official fan club of Disney. And it's $99 for an individual membership. It's $129.99 if you're a couple. And I think with memberships for some of these events that they have, you can bring a guest depending. Um, but anyways, so that money covers your annual membership. You get a gift every year. The gifts used to be really cool. And they're still cool, but to me, the oh, I like the older gifts. Let me explain. I'll, I'll show you. So they used to give you gifts like this. This one was from from the desk of Walt Disney, and when you opened it up, inside it had all these little replicas of things that were actually on his desk at one time or another, like this uh, telegram and the drawings and some letters and things like that. I'm not going to go through them all right now. Now they're focused more on pins, so you can get yourself some nice pin sets. This is not a membership gift pin set that I'm holding up. This is a pin set that was available for members to buy. This is not one of the gifts, but they do give things that are almost as nice in your annual membership. So that alone is pretty, pretty cool. But also they give you this really nice quarterly magazine. So it's called Disney 23, 23 magazine. It comes out once a quarter. But it is, you know, thick stock, glossy photos, really good articles about what's going on at Disney and what's coming up in the future. So it's a good way to stay in the know. And uh, I think just for the gifts and the, the magazine, you kind of justify your, your $99 uh, a year. Actually, it's not really $100. But, uh, so let's go back and look at the other benefits in addition to that, which really kind of make it worth your while if you're a fan of Disney, which I think you would be if you're listening to this podcast. Okay, so we had mentioned the annual membership gift and the quarterly magazine, we're kind of on the second bullet point here on the screen. Also, they have access to special events. So they have a thing called D23 Expo that they do every year, except for uh, you know the first year of the pandemic. And that's out in Anaheim. So you have to go out to Anaheim. <clears throat> and a lot of their special events are out in California. So it's really more of a benefit for people who are out there. Also, they sell out very, very quickly. On the D23 Expo, they also give you a discount if you're a D23 member. They have these special events called Destination D23 that they do a couple of times a year. Those are, again, mostly out in California, but some of them are on the East Coast. Uh, this November, there was one for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, and that was in Orlando. It was held the Contemporary. I, I was lucky enough to get a ticket for that, and it was really great. Um, so there are those events. They have other stuff. Like one time they had something in Radio City in New York. Um, and they do that. They have enough stuff with the Broadway plays that they do. So they have all these different events. But you have to be, you have to be, you have to be right online when the email comes telling you that it's available because they sell out very, very quickly. So they're hard to get some of those. Um, tell me if you've heard this before, but <clears throat> you get 10% off select purchases of $50 or more at shopdisney.com. <clears throat> So that is the exact same as the Disney rewards card uh, with Visa. Um, so you could decide, you know what, I'm going to get the fan club. I'm going to get the similar discounts and I'm going to use one of the other credit cards instead of the Disney rewards card to get points for hotels and airfare. Uh, decide what works best for you. You also get 10% off the Disney Institute with the D23 uh, membership. Uh, you get 10 to 20% off at Disney Springs. It's mostly 10%, much like the list I read previously for uh, 
the rewards card with Joffrey and Giardelli and all those, it's very similar list for Disney Springs. I didn't want to, you can go look it up online. I didn't want to put all these here. It gets a little overwhelming on the slide. Also, this is kind of an interesting perk and they had a special event there too, which I almost tempted to do, but 50% um, off the Disney Museum, which is in Marceline, Kansas. There's also a Disney Museum in California, but there's one in Kansas that they've made. Uh, it looks really cool. You get 50% off uh, if you go there. Also, and this is a big one because we're talking about travel and hotels, you get up to 20% off Wyndham Hotels at Disney Springs. So there's a couple there, you know, on uh, I think it's Lake Buena Vista Drive. They have the shuttle bus every half hour. Uh, they're good. I usually go to the Hilton's also in the same area. That's why I know where the Wyndham's are. Um, that's a really good alternative to staying in the park if you want to save money. And 20% off uh, can really add up. All right, so that is, let's see, I think that's all the benefits for the D23 fan club that we're going to talk about. And so now we're moving into more of the serious stuff. And again, you can have, like I do, I do have the D23 membership. I also have the, the Disney Rewards Visa card. You can do both, even though a lot of the benefits overlap. Like I said, for me, the, annual, the fan club is worth it just for the gifts, the, the annual gift and the, and the magazine, frankly. And next up, the annual pass. So right now, they're not selling annual passes anymore. This is a separate pass for Disney World and Disneyland, although they do have a special one that they're bringing back that they used to have and they went away for a while. But they had one for people who were bi-coastal. They had one where you could go to both parks. Obviously, it's more money. But the the annual pass, when they if they do go back on sale at some point, it was about a thousand a year. Like I just looked at mine, they they raised the prices recently. It was a thousand and eighty-one dollars the last time I purchased it last September when I renewed it. The benefit was um, each year that you renew, they lower the price a little bit for you, up to a point. It's not going to go down to zero if you keep renewing. Um, and then occasionally they raise prices, so you don't really drop down. You just kind of stay neutral when that happens. So is it worth it? Um, it used to be for sure. The best part was because you could go whenever they didn't have before the pandemic. You didn't have the res you didn't have to reserve a park. Now with the card, you have to reserve like everybody else. You have to reserve the park, and you can only reserve five days at a time. So you can't plan more than like one trip at a time, uh, which I find a little bit annoying for the money that you're spending. Um, I'll go through the other benefits, but just a quick word on whether this is worth it for you. I really feel like for, if you spend eight days in the parks a year, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Uh, if you're only gonna go for like five days, it's borderline. Um, you know, I like to go like two short trips, two like four day trips. And I find that that's worth it because you also get discounts off of restaurants and shops and, uh, and on hotels. And these are hotels in the park. So if you wanna stay in the park, uh, the annual pass is a thing to have. If you're gonna go every year and you wanna stay in the park, then it's worth it. So you get 10% off select restaurants, 20% off select shops, 15% off select tours and events, 15% off select recreation and sports. So again, these overlap some of the other benefits we mentioned in the other places. So like I said, if you're not gonna go eight days, eight park days a year, just stick with those other things, get the, the fan club membership or your Disney rewards card and you'll get these same benefits uh, except for the discounts on the hotels in the park. They also have special deals and events. So for example, they just had a special offer for you to be on the, uh, 
first run of the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride or a special preview of the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. So you could go down to Orlando and go to this big event and go on the ride, be one of the first people to be on the ride. But it was just, the, and it sells out in a second. So like I said, you had to be right when the email came, you had to do it and, uh, and it doesn't cover a park ticket. So you still have to go, but you, they know you have a pass. So you can go do the ride and then use your pass to go uh, to the park. All right, so that's the, the annual pass. The last one, which is the most expensive one, is the Disney Vacation Club. It's 20,000 and more, depending. You get to buy points. So it's like a timeshare, except it's not. It's a vacation club. You have points and you don't own it forever. You have a membership and it lasts 25 or 50 years. I thought when I did, I went for the interview, hmm, I don't know, six or seven years ago. At that time, I thought it was like 25 years for the membership. Uh, I was re reviewing this before I did this episode and I thought I saw 50 years come up a couple places and you can pass it on. You can pass it on to a family member. So if you pass away, you know, 30 years into the membership, you can will it to somebody else in your family and they can get the last 20 years uh, of the membership. But in addition to the money you're paying for the points that you buy, you also have an annual fee, just like a, a timeshare. And that can increase every year. There's some limits on how much it can increase, but it can increase every year. So I did the math when I went there. If you ever want to do it, they are less high pressure than other timeshare sales pitches I've been on. Uh, I was on a trip there for a few days. And I knew it was going to rain the next day a lot. Most of the day is going to be a rain out. And so I talked to the woman and I made an appointment to do it. And they do give you free ice cream at the end, which is nice. Um, but the only thing that I found a little off on the presentation was they were trying to tell me what a good deal it was. And he was asking me like how much I spent on the vacation and look at over the time you'd spend this much. But that was only true if you bought your points outright. They offer financing and the rate isn't bad, but when you factor that rate in, it's really not that good of a deal. You can just buy your own trips for the same amount of money or less, actually less. Um, but there are benefits to being in the Disney Vacation Club. And I've talked to a lot of people who belong to the club and they love it for different reasons. One, they have exclusive properties. If you ever notice like the Contemporary Towers, you can, you know, they have Polynesian Villas. You can't get those unless you're in the Disney Vacation Club. Okay. You can actually, some people resell them and you can buy them from somebody who owns it. But if you do that, you don't get the benefits that we're going to list. Um, you know, Disney knows who you are. Everything's tied to you and your magic bands or whatever. So if you buy a Disney Vacation Club for a week from somebody, you don't get the Vacation Club benefits, okay? Which they have special lounges, they have special amenities, they have special events. You, get, you don't get to do those unless you're actually a Vacation Club member. All right, so you do get these special hotels. The other thing I noticed when I was going through the interview was they, they have a lot of partner hotels and they're big name hotels, they're really nice hotels all around the world. Um, so you have lots of choices. If you don't want to stay at Disney, you can use your points for a nice vacation someplace else. And it's pretty easy to, to change or exchange uh, outside of Disney. Within Disney from certain hotels, it can be a little trickier to exchange. And right now, if you go look up the Disney Vacation Club at the Disney website, they, there's a warning that some exchange options might not be available. So they might be going, they've had with the reservation system and they've only recently I think opened up all the hotels so I think for a while there it was probably pretty hard to move your your points from one hotel to to another but that should probably ease up as uh, as we continue to get out of this pandemic 
the other benefit, which I was talking to um, somebody who not only was a vacation club member, but also was a travel agent for Disney, um, they got to book early for the Disney properties. Like you can only book a property so many months ahead of time. You know, I think it's like six months or so with, um, and that's the same thing like parks. You, you can only reserve, uh, well, you can only reserve restaurants like two months ahead of time. So they have these different limits. If you're a vacation club member, you can book earlier than non-vacation members. Uh, I mentioned before, special amenities and events. I don't know what all of them are, um, uh, but no discount on park tickets. And also more importantly, originally it used to come you'd get a discount on the annual pass. Right now they're not selling annual passes. So you can't even buy an annual pass. And a lot of the people who recently bought Disney Vacation Club are very upset about this. And I certainly understand that. So that's the Disney Vacation Club. And I think we've covered, those are the, the things I wanted to cover for the travel benefits. So you can see you can save money using some of these things. The rewards cards, the annual pass, the D23 membership, and even Disney Vacation Club they recommend if you go every two years, I think you have to go every year, or if you go every two years to a Disney property, then it is probably worth it. Again, if you buy your points outright, like if you have 20, 30, $40,000, you can just buy that many points, then I think it's worth it. Cause then you're just paying the annual fee and it adds up to being a better, better deal than what you could get just trying to book those hotels. All right. So, that is it for our tips on how to save money on your Disney vacation. So thank you for listening and we'll see you real soon.